Welcome to another informative episode of the No Harm Health and Safety Podcast. Hi, I'm Rod Randolph, and I'm a Vision Zero educator. Well, very simply put, Vision Zero is an initiative that uh, started in Sweden in 1997 with one goal, and that was to eliminate death and serious injury due to traffic collisions. No Harm is the podcast for health and safety professionals like you. We're here to help you sharpen your professional skills and better understand emerging issues. Well, there's actually five E's, education, engagement, engineering, evaluation, and enforcement. Sounds like a great topic. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the No Harm Health and Safety Podcast. I'm your host, Marvin Polis, and joining me today is Rod Randolph. Rod is a Vision Zero educator. Rod, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Now, Rod, as you might be able to guess, I'm really wondering what Vision Zero is. Tell me about this. Well, very simply put, Vision Zero is an initiative that uh, started in Sweden in 1997 with one goal, and that was to eliminate death and serious injury due to traffic collisions. Tell me more. So how did this really expand to the rest of the world and, and a little bit more about what goes on through this initiative? Well, as I said, in 1997, it started in Sweden and it began to pick up speed and it kind of came across the pond. It's, it was very significant uh, in Europe for a number of years, has come across to North America and uh, U.S., Canada, number of major cities in Canada, the United States. Um, so as we began to learn more about it in, in here in Canada and the United States, we, we said, okay, what are they doing? What's making sense? What are, what, what's working well for them? And so we, uh, we began to adopt a bunch of these uh, best practices and, and are now doing some things relative to our traffic safety in, uh, in North America that, that, that we learned from, from this Swedish initiative. And it's uh, really, really picking up speed. Lots of great things happening. Now, what are some of the things that are happening here and elsewhere with respect to traffic safety under this initiative? Well, we can talk specifically about, about Edmonton, for example, where we are. Um, Edmonton was the first major city in Canada to adopt a Vision Zero initiative, and they've done a lot of great work relative to uh, just making some small engineering changes that, that they've seen some great results out of, where they've taken a particular intersection that had, that had multiple collisions and deaths and uh, brought it literally to zero by just making a few small changes. So I think one of the most significant parts of the Vision Zero initiative is that is that through that initiative uh, came to be known a safe systems approach where we understand that we have to have safe roads, safe road systems, safe drivers, safe vehicles, and that we all collectively have to work together so that as humans, we, we are a fallible being, we're going to make mistakes, and we, we have to understand that we have to have systems in place that where when we do make a mistake, the other parts of those systems will be there for us to, uh, to kind of pick up the slack, if you will. So you mentioned engineering, that's one of the E's of this initiative. What are the other E's? Well, there's actually five E's. There's uh, education, engagement, engineering, evaluation, and enforcement. We know with absolute certainty that enforcement does change driving habits. We know that very much of the information that people want has to be a, uh, based on data-driven information. We can't be doing things without proper data, so evaluation uh, is very, very critical. And then the engineering, the engineering side often fits very, very closely with that. I think the two parts that are, that are closest to my heart are the, uh, the education and the engagement piece. Uh, we can, as people, make some fairly small little changes in our attitude and behavior and, and go a long ways to affecting changes out on our road system. Now, you mentioned that you are an educator. So what do you do as part of that role? Well, essentially, um, I have studied this Vision Zero initiative for a while now, have, have come to understand some of the very simple things that, that we're able to do with it. And so what I do is I talk with 
um, municipalities and communities. I talk with the private sector. We engage people and, and talk to them about some really neat information that, that once they learn it, they go, okay, so if we change this, then we can prevent that. And some very small things that, that we have some, some neat statistical data that we work with. We have some personal stories. We have this sort of thing. So my role is much, much more on the education and engagement side. And once we, once we teach people what it's all about, what it represents, what we can do collectively with, with this Vision Zero initiative, um, people get very excited about it. And we can work our way into the communities through the private sector, through our friends, through, through seminars, through presentations. We go out into communities. We go into the private sector and we, and we talk with businesses that, that already have very robust safety programs. And so traffic safety just tends to be an extension of what they have in place. Now, I want to touch on that a little bit more because I know you do talk to the community. You do talk to schools and community groups and that sort of thing. Something else that you do is you speak to companies, you speak to health and safety people, and, and of course, they are the audience of this podcast. So tell me what the relevance is, tell me what those conversations are, and what happens as a result of those conversations. Well, essentially, we kickstart the whole process by talking with the health and safety people. We start asking some questions about, do you understand or even know of the Vision Zero initiative? And if so, what do you know about it? Then we talk about really the power of safety on a very broad level. We know that if there is any kind of death or serious injury on a job site, off of a job site, there's, there's liability issues, there's, there's, there's a number of things that come into play. We know there's a lot of costs associated with workplace accidents, with perhaps collisions on the streets, that sort of stuff. There's additional training that needs to be done. There's, there's all of the emotional trauma that, that happens within the confines of their staff. And, and we also know that without our staff, we're just a, we're just a big brick building and, and that our staff are the most important thing that we have. And, and, and we owe it to them to not only have them have a safe place to work when they get to work, but we also owe it to them to educate them about getting to and from work in a safe fashion. You know, there's a lot of great fleets out there that have some protocols in place relative to their fleets, but we don't want them to jump out of their fleet truck and drive home not in a safe fashion either. We want them to get to and from work safely. We want them to get to and from vacations and their kids ringette games and basketball games and that sort of stuff. So it really is a very broad-based understanding of what traffic safety is and that we all have a very significant stake in this. And if we do our part, we can make really, really solid headway. So do you have tools then that you help provide these corporations with to help them out with their traffic safety initiatives internally? We do. We have what we call a toolkit. We have all sorts of things in the toolkit, everything from uh, there, there's webinars to we have some trinkets in our toolbox that promote Vision Zero. We we go work with the with the, the corporation, as an example, and, and do the training. And we, we walk them through a whole process that takes a significant amount of time. And we stay in touch with them monthly. And we, we're, we're sending information pieces to them. We, we work with them with webinars. We do safety training relative to driving. We talk about some of the challenges that they're having. We really sit down and spend quite a lot of time with, with the executive team and possibly the HR team, certainly the, uh, the safety team, and say, okay, what are some of the challenges that you're having? And we look at some possible solutions, and right out of the gate, uh, educating their staff is a very good place to start. So this is really a results-oriented initiative, right? Absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, if we could find a way to get all of the people involved and really understand what the Vision Zero initiative is about, engage in the activity that supports it, it in, in a very broad term, it not only affects 
in a very good way our work, if we're talking at the corporate level, but we take that home with us, we take it into community, and we share it with friends, and we, we talk about the neat stuff we've learned, and before you know it, it has crept itself out into communities where we live and work and, and drive to and from, and we're starting to see, every time we talk with people about this, the amount of people that come to us after a presentation, as an example, that say, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that and I'm not going to do this anymore or I'm now going to do that or, or whatever. And I have, a, I have a tagline actually that I speak about in the presentation that just says it starts with a stop. Maybe the next time you come to a stop sign, come to a complete stop, you know. And so that's a very, very simplistic way of putting it, but there's a lot of really, really simple things that we can do that will probably at some point save you or somebody else getting into some sort of a collision that could be very disastrous just because you've taken a few additional steps. Now, you mentioned that in your presentations, there are people who have the, uh, the blinding flash of the obvious, as, as one might say after the presentation. They say, I never thought of that. What are some of these things that really cause the lights to go on with people? Well, I think one of the most significant ones is, is the distracted driving issue. Um, one of the things that we know with absolute certainty, it's, 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 it's physiological and, and scientific, is when you are driving an automobile and attempting to text at the same time, it's what's called cognitive competition. And what that means is you're using exactly the same part of your brain to do both functions, and the brain's not wired to do that. There was a, uh, I think he was a neuroscientist in Nassau that came up with a term a few years ago that people are starting to use more and more all the time called switching. And so you're not actually texting and driving, you're texting while driving. You literally switch back and forth from one to the other. I'm texting, I'm driving. I'm texting, I'm driving. I can't do both, so I'm doing one or the other, and it's actually called switching. Um, because we know with absolute scientific fact that you can't do two things with the same part of your brain at the same time. So, so that's a very significant one. Now, Rod, you're clearly very passionate about this, this whole issue of traffic safety. What is the, the genesis of that? Well, um, to be absolutely honest with you, uh, many, many years ago in 1973, I um, was with a couple of buddies in the car. I was a driver and I drove into the back of a parked tow truck and I killed my best buddy. And uh, I affected his family and countless other people in ways and suffering that you can't imagine. And this never goes away for their fits, never gone away for their family. It's never gone away for me and it, it stays with people forever. So. The reality is I want to speak to people about this initiative because I believe that if we all listen and engage together, we can, we can save lives because you don't want to do this to another family. And of course, this really leads to something that we were talking about before we started to roll. And, and that's the, the whole idea that we have a responsibility to other people in our society to do the right thing. Absolutely, and, and I think that's where we're really falling short. I don't think driving is alone, but I think there's a lot of finger pointing that goes on in a lot of places in our culture today. Narcissistic behavior, if you will, it's all about me and how fast can I get from point A to point B and be absolutely blind to what's going on around you because it's just all about you. And I think if we just collectively understand that we're in this thing together, I owe it to you to have good driving habits. I owe it to you as a, what's called a road user. I mean, whether I'm on, a, on, a, on my pedal bike or on my feet walking with my wife or when I'm in a vehicle, I have a responsibility to know what's going on around me. I, I, I can't just nilly-willy walk through an intersection as a pedestrian, as an example, expecting that a driver's gonna see me. I have to take charge of that. And I have to take charge as a driver when I'm behind the wheel to know what's going on and to obey the laws of the land and to 
just do what we know is the right thing because I don't have the right to bring you into a position that, that you don't deserve to be in because I chose to do something when it was all about me. And, and, and I would expect the same from every other driver. And as you know, it's a little tough out there a lot of days and you have to be full on. And it's a focused thing. We're driving around in these big machines that are killing devices if they're not used properly. And so we really collectively as a society have to, number one, it has to be a whole paradigm shift towards traffic safety and that we all have a significant part in that. And once we understand that, I think we can really do some very, very cool stuff together. Great, so what's the call to action here, Rod, for health and safety people everywhere? Well, I think first and foremost, all of our health and safety people, we owe it to our employees to take good care of them. We take good care of them inside the building. We need to take good care of them outside of their workplace. So I, I really, I think the call to action is to understand this Vision Zero initiative, understand that they do have a stake in this thing, and in fact, understand that something can be done about it. We, we know with absolute certainty that by making a few small changes, we can affect change on a very grand scale. So I think it's, uh, I think it's imperative that they take the time to learn about it. They take the time to talk to people that understand it. They learn about it and they drive this messaging down through their business so that everybody is on board, understands that, wow, this is a neat thing. We can do this thing together and, and maybe not lose a colleague like we did last year or two years ago or, or have somebody wind up in hospital for many, many months due to something that was really quite preventable. So I think it's just, it's an engagement process. We have to get people thinking about, yeah, we can do something here if we, if we learn, if we listen, we engage, if we engage in this process, I think we can do something really cool within our company. And I think that's where the, the health side of it has to go. And clearly they can learn more about it through you. So how can people learn more about Vision Zero? Well, the best way to do it is to have a conversation with me. So uh, I, obviously, I do believe in it. I'm very passionate about it. I don't want anybody to have to go through what I've had to go through. I don't want any family to have to suffer as a result of something that somebody else did. So I, I, I would just, I, I'd love to talk to people. So Rod, where can people reach you? Uh, they can go to the web at atstraffic.ca and uh, we're, we're, we're pretty easy to find. We've been around a long time. Well, great. This has been a very informative and, and very inspirational interview. I thank you for your time, Rod. Thank you kindly. Thanks for tuning in to the No Harm Health and Safety Podcast. Be sure to join us next time by subscribing to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, please leave a review. It helps us with our ratings. And hey, be sure to tell your friends and colleagues who can benefit from our podcast. The No Harm Health and Safety Podcast is a production of Stimulant Strategies and Stimulant Media Productions. You can learn more about us at stimulant.ca. All the best, everyone. Stay safe.